Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Chelsea 2, Liverpool 0. Another loss. So, second loss in a row and third loss in four games. Um, kind of didn't remember what this feeling was like, and I'm definitely not loving it. So, I didn't watch the game live, right? Um, and when I saw the score, I was actually worried because I thought, okay, is this team in a slump? Are they mentally drained? Are they now okay with losing? And Because losing can become a habit pretty quickly. But after I watched the game, uh, the replay... Um, I'm not as worried as I was. It was a close enough game, and I don't think Chelsea was the better team, or if they were the better team, they weren't that much better than Liverpool. And we just made two mistakes, and they they capitalized off them, and that's pretty much the story of the game. So I I don't I don't want to look at the game and say there was a better or worse team because I don't I don't think you can accurately say that Liverpool was the worst team. Um. Again, I think you're talking about a few breaks. I know there was a, a chance towards the beginning of the game where I think we got like three point-blank shots. If any of those happen to go fractionally to one side or the other, or the goalie is standing slightly one way or another, those are goals, and you know the game has a completely different complexion to it. Um, so no, I, I, I would agree with you. I think if you look at the scoreline, you would say, you know what, this might have been a, a bad game. This might have been some sort of problem. Um but it was just one of those games, you know. Uh, again, I think we need to acknowledge Liverpool's won a lot of games. We've been absolutely fabulous. Um, but winning that many games in a row, going undefeated for as long as we did, you can't honestly say that doesn't come with a bit of luck. And I think today the luck just turned against us. I don't think we were that much worse a team. But like you said, a couple breaks and, uh, you know, the goals went in against us. Uh, the ball bounced the wrong way and, and they scored and that's just the way um, you know football works. And, and so again, not happy to lose. I'm not really used to it, but it was a, a decent effort. Uh, what did you think in terms of all the new players that were brought on and how they affected the team? Well, that was actually going to be my question. Um, I what, beat you to it. Yeah. What was Klopp thinking with this lineup? Is this a strong lineup? Is it a mix and match? Um, it's interesting that he brought... Joe Gomez back, and he chose not to play either Joe Matip or um, Lovren with... with I, I think we don't need to bring up Lovren anymore. I think we've already seen his last game for Liverpool. Um, he's not playing again no matter what, and he's gone in the summer one way or another. I would agree with you, though. I think Matip would have been interesting, but I think also Matip is a bit more of a rhythm player, and so I think if you bring in him, him in for one game, he's going to Lovren it up. Um, and I think... Uh, uh, Klopp recognized that. I think he just wants Gomez back in there, and he's going to put Gomez and Van Dijk out the rest of the season, and that's it. Yeah, and it was also interesting that Trent um, was was not even on the bench. Um, so I think that the loss against Watford probably caused him to play one or two more starters than than he did or, or than he was planning to. I don't think Van Dijk would have played this game. I don't think Robertson would have played this game if we had won against Watford. Um, Mane probably too. So, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wondering if Mane was played because he's been so pissed at Klopp for getting pulled off early that he kind of needed to throw him a bone and, and give him the game because you know you you gotta you gotta keep your star players happy and and Mane's performed this year. Um, but well, I will agree with he, you. I think he didn't perform in this game, so I'm not sure. No, he did not. Fight himself or not. 
But again, Klopp put him out there, so he can't have any complaints about Klopp pulling him off. But I agree with you. I think Robertson is definitely not playing this game um, if we hadn't lost to Watford. Um, and again, Mane, I don't know if he really needed to be there. The rest of the guys, I mean, uh, Lalana definitely needed to run out. I'm surprised Milner didn't start earlier in the game. I think Milner maybe would have started instead in Robertson's spot. It's if, probably a precaution. Um, maybe he was told that he only has 20 minutes in him. Oh, yeah, that's possible because yeah, he's coming back from an injury. He's coming back. Um, I again, thought Jones played well. So, you know what I kind of noticed? Um, you know, all all other things aside, we, we didn't cover ourselves in glory, but uh, there were good plays. And I got to say, Curtis Jones has got some really nice moves and not not kind of those wasteful moves that you see a guy make and... and they're just kind of silly and stupid, but he's got the kind of moves that really get people to bite. And he's got, like, it, they seem to be in two categories for him. One is, like, the footwork that gets people to bite, and the other one is kind of the full body motion and gets a guy leaning the wrong way, and then he can go around him. I'm actually, I was really impressed with this guy by the end of the game. Um, his his control of the ball and his ability to just make those little plays, I, I think he's got a really nice future. Yeah, and and it makes me wonder um, if we didn't miss an opportunity to bring him on against Watford, um, because that game was calling out for for something different. And what I saw today was he could possibly provide a spark that we don't currently have um, in the absence of um, a player like Shakiri, for instance. Well, I I would agree with that. I think he's got uh, he's got something special. Um, I'd almost forgotten about Shakiri to tell you the truth. I don't. I don't even remember when the last time I saw him was. Um, but you're right. He he could have added something new, and it would have been a, a, a nice change of pace. I I just I kind of write off the Watford game because you know these things happen, and we've just gotten so used to Liverpool winning that we don't expect them to happen. But it is what it is in in that game. Uh, this game again, uh, not the best. The first goal was. Uh, a bit of a goalie's error. Um, you would think Adrian would have it. But that being said, I mean, he came to us on a free transfer as a second keeper. So, you know, you can only expect so much. Um, that being said, on the other end of the field, you had a guy who was literally more expensive transfer than uh, Allison. So I, I got to give the edge in, in goalkeeping to Chelsea there. And, and uh, Kepa played better than Adrian. And, and you would expect that just by virtue of, of who they are and, and what you're paying. Yeah, Kepa did have a good game, I thought. Um, I don't really... I, I think Kepa had like a handful of good series where he was great positionally, stopped a number of fantastic balls. He he covered himself well today. Yeah, I agree. And, and I would say Adrian, unfortunately, as much as I think he did a great job at the beginning of the season, maybe he's not in game rhythm, but... Uh, the first goal obviously was a mistake. You can't you can't kind of put it any other way. The second goal, I know it looked good, but I'll tell you he was standing too far off. I think positionally he was in the wrong spot. If he had been positionally uh, better, a little I think, more central, a little bit more central, I think he would have gotten to that ball. Um, again, I don't want to blame one guy for the whole thing. Let's not kid ourselves. The first goal was just absolutely brutal. It was our team played too casually with the ball. Uh, primarily Fab. I mean, I don't think he was the only one who was being too casual, but I mean, you know, 
it's in our end. You need to have a little bit more urgency and you need to, to step a bit more lively and be on, on the balls of your feet. And I don't know what it is, but he just hasn't looked right since he came back. I don't know. Have you noticed anything with him? Um, I think it was like we were saying after the Watford game, he he, he may just... Well, I think it's, it could be one of two things. He may just need a little bit more time to, to come back into rhythm after being out. Maybe he's one of those players who needs a few games. Um, I, I, I know that back in the days when players came back from injuries, they would play for a month or so in the reserve team. But those days are gone now. Uh, players are just sent right into in, into the first team after after injuries, um, playing maybe 10 minutes one game, 20 minutes the next game, half an hour the, the game after that. So it, it could be him just trying to ease himself back into form, or perhaps there's a mental thing as well. Perhaps he's not as, he's he's hesitating before going into tackles, right? Uh, because before, w one thing about him was he would time his tackles to perfection, where he would just stick out his long legs and intercept the ball. Now he's half half a second, a little bit slow, and that could be him just taking the extra precaution because of his recent injury. I, I could be wrong, but maybe that's an option too. Does it kind of remind you of Gomez coming back from his injury? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, or even Oxlade, Oxlade-Chamberlain, right? Um, coming, although their injuries were a lot more serious. So. I feel like Ox was still a bit more aggressive, where I feel like Gomez almost lost a bit of his edge when he came back, and he needed time to rediscover it. And maybe you're right. Maybe it was kind of a matter of... Uh, you know, I've been injured. I don't want to get re-injured. And so maybe they don't trust their leg or, or joint or bone or whatever it is. And so they're playing a bit more cautious. Are you seeing it as cautious with him? Are you seeing it as just out of rhythm? Um, well, it's definitely out of rhythm, but the question is what's causing it, right? Um, I I just see a hesitation. And he doesn't seem to be as aggressive as he used to be. And he's also not as positionally aware. And I don't know, that could be tactics like, or perhaps the absence of Henderson. But there's just been a lot of gaps in midfield in, in the past three games that we didn't have before. I mean, the Chelsea's second goal was, was a um, case in point for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's not looked as solid as it did before, which is, I mean, easily why we ha are giving up goals where we went through a stretch there where we had uh, clean sheet after clean sheet. Um, when you're talking about, you know, playing hard, making tackles, uh, one guy that did kind of catch my attention today was from Chelsea, was Azpilicueta. Um, he, I, I got to tell you, I, I didn't hear anything in the commentary and I haven't read anything about it, but to me, like, he made some plays that were far beyond... Um, tough strong plays and he just went straight dirty after Origi um I think he was scared of Origi and I think he kind of knew Origi could beat him Origi did earlier in the game a couple times um he's got the fancy footwork and after that he he went hard for ankles and I I kind of got the feeling like Origi backed off a little bit after that yeah speaking of Origi I I'm really not a fan of him playing on the left from the start um He's he's a lot more effective coming in off the bench, but if you're going to start him, I think he has to be started up front through the middle. And so I would have put Mane on the left where he normally plays, put Origi in the middle, and then anybody else on the right. 
and then just or even change the formation but him running up and down the left wing for 90 minutes is just not a pleasant sight yeah as a, as a change of pace i agree with you i think it works well um but again you didn't put him in the middle because of minamino what'd you think of minamino I thought he was good. He was he was he was um, bright and lively. And I, um, if anything, um, the positive I would take from this game is it gave him. I think he he played ninety minutes, right? I don't think he was subbed. I don't think so. Yeah. So um, it gave him a full game, another full game, and I think we're going to need him in in the Champions League. Hopefully, if we get um, beyond Atletico, and uh, yeah. So this was. More rhythm into in and easing him into this Liverpool side. So what I kind of noticed with him, again, I think uh, maybe just having not seen him enough um, before he came to Liverpool. Um, positionally, I think this is a, a kid that obviously knows the game. He knows where he needs to stand. He knows how to find the open spaces. Um, and I was kind of impressed a couple times. He kind of ran into like, you know, into a, a pack of like four players. And he still managed to carry the ball with little, you know, footwork tricks and stuff like that before passing it off. He wasn't so selfish that he was, you know, just going to do it all himself. But he drew players in and he waited until they were all on him, didn't lose the ball and then passed it off. I mean, if he can keep doing that and he can improve on that, I think he's got a, a big time future because being able to draw guys in, then pass it off to some of these young guys that we know are coming up in the system um, that could be a, a lethal combination going forward. And I, I really appreciate it. So not just the work rate that everybody was talking about and not just, you know, oh, he tries hard, he runs at guys, he presses well. I actually think there's a lot in positioning and footwork uh, and understanding of the game with this guy. I agree. Um, it's, it's good that he came in in January because we're only going to see the best of him after a full preseason. But I think... Even having him come in this six months earlier, we will see him flying towards the end of the season. Yeah, I would agree. And I think having him this half season will help him next season, obviously. Um, I mean, look no further than Fab, who came in and needed half a season. So if Minamino gets that half season out of the way now, you know, so yeah. much the better. Um, the other thing, and I've I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million more, Gomez is just a fast player like oh my god there was uh in the 66th minute um we were pressing for a goal and uh, gomez was last man back in you know kind of halfway into the chelsea end there was a lazy back pass to him and uh so so it was pedro who actually took the ball and, and ran the whole way and like it was so neko williams was trying to catch him and neko was essentially staying even with pedro and um and gomez actually caught him like straight out caught him like when you look kind of after the first maybe 10 strides he just starts gaining on him and it's absolutely unreal like the commentators were saying that oh it was uh, uh you know pedro was tiring but he was actually keeping up with neko williams so i think both of them were just running as fast as they can run and i think that gomez just has this like three extra gears because i just i could not believe what that kid could do it's absolutely unbelievable so if if we're looking for another defender to replace Lovren and maybe even replace Matip one day to back up Gomez and Van Dijk is it necessary that we look for a, a fast defender 
if the, this is the way that our system is set up to expect our defenders to be able to catch up and chase after friend, um, the, the, the strikers. So um, I think given the high line that Klopp wants to play, I think that defensive speed is a must. I think that, um, you know, when you play a high line, when you get caught out, you need to be able to catch up with them. I think uh, Lovren is the prime example of never going to catch up to anybody. And I think Gomez is just on another planet with his speed. And that's kind of the person that you're looking for. I think uh, Gomez is, as, as I've said before, I think he's wildly underrated. I, you know, you, you can teach a lot of stuff, but you can't teach speed. And, uh, you know, Van Dyke is, is incredibly fast, even though he chooses maybe to run like once a game. But when he decides to run, he can really go. Um, and Gomez runs much more often in a game. But, wow, the kid's got some speed. So, yeah, I, I think you just, you've got to decide that if you're, if your strategy is the high line, which it seems to be what Klopp has decided he wants to go with, I think speed is a prerequisite for your center backs. Who do you think had the best game for Liverpool? Oh, that one's uh, that one's a pretty tough one. Um, I I liked Williams. I thought he played very well. I might I might be inclined to give uh, Williams the uh, the the you know say he was the best just because he's such a young kid and he played so well. Um, I think he needs a bit more seasoning, but I could definitely see maybe not next year, but the year after a conversation about you know Alexander Arnold needs to move out of that position to make way for Williams. Um, so I I'd give it to him just for the fact that you know he's so young and he's showing so much at such a young age on on frankly a stage that you know might not seem that big, but Chelsea Chelsea played a fairly first team squad. They didn't really have too many guys that were, you know, superfluous or, or second or third team or, or junior. They played a, a big squad, and he he showed well. Who was your man of the match for Liverpool? Hmm. Um, the man, the, well, yeah, I guess you can call him a man. Who stood out for me was Jones. Um, I don't know if I'd call him the man of the match, but he's the one who caught my eye. The, the other players... Um, aside from Williams, so Van Dijk, Joe Gomez, Robertson, Lalana, Mane, Origi. Well, besides Origi too, they were all I'd say seven and a half. So I would say they were all what we expected them to be. Exactly. They didn't. Nothing they didn't. More, nothing less. Yeah, they didn't do anything that really made me say "Ooh, wow," and they didn't yeah. really do anything other than Origi that made me say "Oh man, why is that guy here?" Right. So, so that's why I would give it to, to to Jones, probably for the same reasons that you're giving it to Williams. Um, he didn't have there were there was a few touches that were off in the first half, but when he he came into his own, yeah, you, you could see the confidence and the ability in in his play, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him play um, a lot more games in the EPL now that we're not chasing the Invincibles record. So hopefully that'll give Klopp the the uh, the courage to just play some of the youth in in, in those games. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, another benefit of losing, even though we never want to lose, is there will be some meaningless games at the end of the year. And so, um, you know, the kids playing, I mean, I seeing Jones and, and Williams, I think there's other guys as well. Um, Elliot, who's going to get a run, like, 
these guys have got a place in this team in the future, and I'm excited to see them. And I agree with you. I think both Williams uh, and Jones showed uh, showed today that they belong there, which is very impressive for kids their age who've never really gotten that many chances at this big stage. So, you know, it's a loss, and it's unfortunate, but again, it's the FA Cup. Um, while the treble would have been nice, uh, it's just, frankly, from a, a finance guy, it's just not worth enough money for uh, Liverpool to care that much about. Um, and so, you know, win or lose, it's it's kind of a game that's over, and we can focus on the big money, which is the EPL and the Champions League. And, and we go forward. Uh, uh, we're going to get the Champion. We're going to get the EPL title, and now we want the Champions League, so we need to be prepared for the Athletic Okay.